Hello and welcome to the Motherhood and Making Money podcast. This is a weekly listen and dose of motivation for busy parents who are trying to build a business whilst raising children. I'm your host, Kerry Gillett. I'm an award-winning social entrepreneur and the founder of Mubo, Motherhood and Making Money, official snack maker and school-run driver for Fred. In today's podcast episode, you can listen to a wonderful conversation I recently had with Rachel Campbell, from Gooseberry Fall. We go over everything from her startup story to sourcing products from across the globe and struggling with self-confidence as a woman in business. It is a great listen. So enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to the Motherhood and Making Money podcast. My name is Kerry Giller. I'm the founder of Mubo, a non-profit that helps more parents to start and grow a brilliant business. And today I'm joined on the podcast by the fabulous Rachel from Gooseberry Fall. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh no, thank you for joining us. Do you want to start by telling us a little bit about who you are and what your business is in the style of Scylla Black Blind Date? <laughs> Hi everyone, Uh, my (laughs) name is Rachel and um, I am the owner of the organic baby clothing brand Gooseberry Fool. Um, I'm also a mum to four children, not so little children anymore, four almost teenage children Um, and Gooseberry Fool is my fifth baby really I guess um and it's a brand that I've grown organically over the years um to become um a brand that's now sold around the world which is amazing fantastic what made you get into that business um so it started very organically really um and it came out of actually a really sad time in my life um so I was pregnant with my fourth um, child, I was 30 weeks pregnant, when my mum died suddenly. Um, she was due to come up actually and babysit. Um, and she rang me in the morning to say that she didn't feel that great. She got a headache and um, she was just going to play it by ear on the trains. And that was the last I ever spoke to her. She, um, she had a brain aneurysm. So she died very suddenly. and then life sort of became a bit of a whirlwind then with welcoming a a fourth baby into a busy house and I guess that um I prioritized being a mum um to all four of my children um and that was my focus so my grief was quite delayed I guess I still grieved but I think it was very delayed and Sometime after um, my youngest was born, um, a lovely friend of mine suggested that we go to a crochet workshop one evening. Um, as sort of, she just said it would be a nice evening for us and a bit of fun and would um, be good for me to get out. So we went and did this evening workshop and I absolutely loved it. Um, became hooked on it, so to say. <laughs> um, and Great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I sort of became a bit addicted to it, really. And I actually found that um, in the evenings, particularly, I I found a bit of solace in it, I guess. Um, busy days with kids and, you know, going through that process of grief. It was really therapeutic. And 
I think with any sort of craft, actually, a lot of people will say it's quite a mindful activity. Um, and yeah, because you put all your attention on that and um, I could just sort of disappear into my own world with it, really. Um, something, you know, if you keep yeah. your hand. Yeah. Um, so that is a very long way round of me saying that I got into, I developed um, a love of crochet. I suppose I've always been um, very creative and crafty. I did, um, I did A-level textiles and sort of toyed with whether or not to go when I went to university to do that sort of creative side of things, but I didn't. I went and did sociology. Um, so I've sort of come full circle back to the creative side of things um and I just started making things really for friends and family um and encouraged by them really they said oh you really should sell things um and I've always lacked confidence I guess um so it was a very slow process to start with um and I did a few markets and fairs and things like that um and a friend helped me do set up my social media side of things and yeah it's just sort of grown and evolved and I did it sort of during nap times and in the evenings um and then actually when my youngest started in nursery and reception then reception it had sort of built to a point I guess where I could concentrate more on it and I you know it, it gave me the work um, during the day while she was while all the kids were at school so um, yeah I feel very fortunate really to have been in that position because I was a, a full-time mum um, well I'm a full-time mum and um, it's I didn't have that pressure I guess to to go back to work because I'd already left work after my second child um, so it's been it's been good to be able to just grow it organically and not feel the pressure, I guess, of yeah. starting something from scratch. You mentioned um, like feeling not so confident in that that little bit there. And I think that's something that will really resonate with anyone who's listening to that podcast, <laughs> listening to this podcast, because I think for a lot of people after they've had children, particularly, we do find a bit of a, even if we've not been super confident before there's something about like I don't want to say taking time out because we're not taking time out we're super busy when we've got kids at home but I know for me when I say I was off with Fred and then like a year or two later when I thought about what I was going to do I felt like my confidence was in a completely different place I felt like oh I, I, actually I don't know what I'm what I want to do now and I'm, I don't know what I can do now I'm not even sure what I'm capable of um do you think your confidence has improved over the years with your business as you've um, kind of built? I, I, I think it definitely has. I mean, I still, I come across, I think, as a really confident person. And um, those that don't know me probably think, oh gosh, she's really confident. But actually I do, I do still lack a lot of confidence. And even when I got your email to come on here, I was thinking, she sent this to the right person. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth would she want me to come on here for? Um, uh, and I think, yeah, like you say, it's hard. You you go through all those stages, don't you, in, in motherhood and 
different milestones and you adapt and um, your life changes. And I think you can easily lose confidence within that. You know, when you're not in a workplace environment, maybe um, if you feel you can become, you can feel de-skilled. And but I do think that through doing this, it has helped me um, to gain confidence. I think I still suffer massively with um, imposter syndrome and comparing myself to others and I guess everyone does that to some degree um but I've got a really supportive family and a lovely group of friends and everyone's very complimentary and the small business community that I'm part of um again it's all very encouraging um and yeah I think sort of gradually my confidence really has improved and I've had sort of grown my self-belief I guess yeah um, yeah <laughs> you mentioned community there for the, like the small business community how important has that been for you as a business owner but also developing a community for your kind of product-based business online I suppose um massively important so when I first quite early on I became part of the mammahood community um and they ran pop-up shops in South London um, and they stocked only mum-run businesses within the shop. Um, so through that, I did develop a great network of other businesses who were also mums. Um, and we had a WhatsApp group and we'd chat regularly. Um, that sort of changed the way in which that's run. And we've had splinter groups away, you know, off from there. Um, but I've still got a core group of friends who um, are now re- real life friends. You know, we've met up in real life. Um, we chat daily. I've got a small group where we leave voice notes each day and we'll share things that we um, are proud of and things that we struggle with. And we share not just work stuff, but mum stuff as well. Um, mm. And I've got another group of um who are local to me in Manchester and we've got an accountability group so um that's really lovely and that's actually only started recently and that's down to us all having lists as long as our arm and saying oh we can't possibly tick these off but actually we now will message each other on a Monday with these are our what we would like to do this week and then we'll check in on a Friday as to what we've ticked off and that it doesn't have to be again work related it's mum and work so it could be buying a birthday present for my nephew um and painting a cupboard that I've been meaning to do for age something like that but also mixed in with work stuff so that sort of support that I get from friends like that is they know how how much um I'm appreciative of them it's um it's really important and I think for anyone um starting or working in that sort of environment it can feel quite lonely at times when you're working on your own um particularly I worked previously in an office um environment so to then go from that to working on your own it can be tough so um to have friends that are on the end of a whatsapp call or um a video call really does mean the world 
Yeah, I bet. My, um, much the same, I think. If I didn't have that accountability, I'm not sure where I would be. Nothing <laughs> 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 well, done and eating biscuits in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> How influential has social media been for you building a kind of online product-based band? Band? Brand? Um, massive. I mean, it's it's been the biggest thing for me and I know that people have their quips with social media at the minute and algorithms and things like that um and I possibly started at a time when it was still sort of growing it was still quite easy to grow an account um but I think the social social media can get a bad press at times but I think I almost sometimes feel in a bit of a bubble with social media because there's so many I've come across so many lovely people um customers and businesses um who are very supportive and lovely and they've got similar values and ethics um and it does generate most of my sales really um for me um so yes it's a it's a big part of part of my business really yeah what are some of the benefits do you think that you have had from building this business through your kind of like parenting journey what have you loved or really enjoyed during your time oh um I mean I, I always love learning so um learning and developing um new designs new products I've, I've really really enjoyed that the benefits for me have been being able to be flexible around the kids um that is priceless to me I've got my youngest finishes primary school in a fortnight and you know just just I've had 13 years of walking them to and from primary school and just being able to have that time and be here and be able to take them to extracurricular activities and things like that I'm incredibly grateful for that and I you know I hope that they can look back on and that and appreciate the fact that I've able been able to be flexible with um, my work. But also my oldest now is 17 and, um, well, they all realise, I think, the work that I do. But a while ago, she'd had to write about a role model in her life and she wrote about me being a role model and running a business and the things that I've done with my business and, you know, you question yourself all the time as a parent don't you and um am I doing the right thing and should I have spent more time doing this and and for her to sort of acknowledge that and and say that just meant the world really um so yeah that sort of flexibility and more than anything the support that I've had um I recent well not recently now two or three years ago I had to made the decision to start outsourcing my work and previously having made it all myself I um, started working with a group of women in southern India and so I've now been out to India twice and again just I'm so incredibly grateful for that opportunity but the fact that I've got a family who have encouraged me to go and push myself completely out of my comfort zone and travel to India on my own, not having been before. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing, really. Um, 
and setting that example again for the kids that they can if there's something that they want to do um they can set their mind to it and absolutely go for it I'd always encourage them to push themselves to take hold of opportunities um yeah the world's their oyster really um so yeah what was that outsourcing process like from an outside person who's never had to do it you suddenly to try and look at how you get things made in a different country oh my word yeah it was a massive learning curve it was a very slow process um I initially went through the World Fair Trade Organization because I wanted to ensure that everything that I did was fair and ethical um and they were really helpful. They pointed me towards a few organisations and I had some samples done um, with a few different um, groups and eventually settled on this one um, in southern India. Um, and like I say, it, I mean, it was incredibly slow. So, And it's fascinating, really, because um, I painstakingly recorded videos of me making up each product product initially and writing patterns down and the women don't work that way they they like to see the physical product and they work it out by just looking at the product um and what you know understanding what each crochet stitch is and it's incredible to watch um so that was it's really time consuming process um but now I've been over a couple of times and I've met them um and I mean the capabilities and the talent that they have is incredible um and I feel incredibly honored that that I get to work with them um and also just going over and being able to see how much the work benefits them and ensure you know by going to the workplace and the workshop to see that they are happy in their work and they're in turn providing for their families um well I think all of them are mums um and that employment is flexible some of them work from home some of them come into the workshop so it's great that I can almost feel that I'm empowering other women other mums to um to be able to work and provide an income for their family yeah that's amazing and also you get to travel and go and see all these new things and you know meet new people which is always an exciting part of business I feel. Yeah it's been amazing really fantastic opportunity for me and I guess I I definitely want to take the kids at some point and for them to experience that as well. That would be so cool as well I think you'll be even higher on the mum points after that one. (laughs) (laughs) what are some of the hardest things that you've had to come up against whilst starting and growing this business do you think um hardest points have probably been um struggling with my self-confidence I guess um and self-belief um when I made the switch to outsourcing that that was a massive learning curve for me and I did struggle with that to go from making everything myself and having control over everything myself to passing that control over and sort of relinquishing some of it should I say um and um negotiating importing goods and all you know things like that um 
and I guess really just juggling a busy life with kids and you know they're all very active and busy and do numerous extracurricular activities um <laughs> and having those conversations with my husband as to who's out this evening and what time do we need to be out and what should I do for dinner and my slow cooker gets an absolute bashing you know <laughs> from meal planning and trying to be organized with that sort of thing um but that's just motherhood isn't it and you know my business is no different to other people working from that point of view that's a massive juggle but you're doing it very well um, with we've spoke to a lot of uh, we have spoken to a lot of product-based businesses over the last six months who um you know whose businesses have seen a significant or had a significant knock-on since brexit um is that something that has hit your business in any way um i don't think Brexit necessarily is impacted um, because I'm not importing from Europe. It's exporting to Europe has had its problems when I'm sending orders out to Europe, but certainly importing is not affected. Um, and likewise, prices are, have not been affected particularly, but it's become more complex to ship, certainly to Europe. Um, the biggest effect for me <clears throat> is the current economic situation, I guess. And, you know, being honest, things are slower at the minute. But again, I'm in a fortunate position. I'm sort of riding through it. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that, really. Um, I know I know a lot of small business friends I saw again this morning, Another one of my old mamahood um, friends who's having to close her shop. Um, and it is, it's really, really sad. It's almost every week, really, you see another small business going under. Um, and again, a lot of the, well, the ones that I know personally are, are again, mum run businesses um, who are doing their best to juggle things whilst running a business. And Brexit certainly hasn't helped their situation at all yeah it's a real juggle isn't it but I'm happy that you're still ticking over and moving forward <laughs> for yourself but it's a real it's a real I don't know there's a horrible feeling to it when you you see it in my kind of day job outside of the social enterprise I do a lot of work with high street regeneration teams and the, the kind of sad side of that is I'll we do big pushes to get people to come into retail spaces and test you know just to test so how can we get people in just to try something and inevitably the majority of them end up winding up within six or 12 months and even though you know it's a test there's just something so so sad about it not working that you just think you know it is really hard but then I'm always like but you know what about just going online and doing you know keeping a part of it going yeah I mean, actually, our local town is, there's parts of it that are struggling, but the uh, the older parts that are being regenerated, are, you know, they're really thriving at the minute. And, you know, a lot of them are small, small businesses, independents, and it's lovely to see, um, you know, that they are, they are still going. I'm sure that they have their struggles, but it's nice to see that they are being supported as well. Yeah. Um, and maybe people 
people's mindsets are shifting and people are choosing to be more conscious with their spending. Um, I certainly, I don't like to shout about it too much on social media, but in my messages generally be conscious with your, where you're spending your money and how you're spending your money. Every, you know, money is very tight and precious and, you know, um, not everyone can afford to shop small, but if you can, I do encourage people to do that. And um, I know the Just a Card campaign is so very true. Even just buying a card from an independent retailer really can make all the difference. Um, so you don't have to spend a fortune, but every little does help. Yeah. And I think there's two things there is like there's that acknowledgement that you know a lot of people are struggling the economy is difficult right now and also there somehow still needs to be this I think education piece around you know almost the people behind businesses because it is so convenient for us to go to massive businesses that are making tons of money and do not need that support in the same kind of way and people are you know people have this limited amount of money to spend I just sometimes think if you just knew the people who are behind these kind of companies these products and things that I think it makes or can make such a difference to how we can support smaller businesses who yeah can offer- absolutely and I'm, you know and I'm very conscious with my brand that they my prices aren't cheap um I try to make my prices as fair as possible to reflect the fact that everything's organic cotton um everything's made by hand those that don't know crochet is it can only be done by hand there aren't machines to do it so each piece is made with a lot of love and care um and the women are paid fairly um so yes whilst my prices aren't that cheap the work that goes into them um is so valued and therefore it's reflected in the price and I try and encourage people to sort of buy into that that they are buying someone's love and hard work and they are buying um a little piece of um I don't know what I'd say a little a little piece of love that's going to be cherished and can be passed on and it's an investment basically um so yeah no, that's lovely. What advice would you have to someone who is thinking of starting up right now? Who's kind of like at home listening to the podcast, thinking I want to give it a go, but I'm not feeling super confident. How do I even start? What would you kind of say to them? Um, my biggest thing I think would be to say have believe in yourself, um, believe in yourself, and be kind to yourself. Um, Again, I think as a mum, you can put yourself at the bottom of the pile, really. And it's taken me 17 years of motherhood to realise that actually you can't pour from an empty cup and you need to fill your cup um, in order to to look after yourself and others. Um, I've just begun to realize the importance of taking time out for myself. I've got a puppy and I've, um, I I love taking her out for walks, you know, just that time to myself in the morning um, to clear my head, um, 
to give myself some time to think is invaluable. Um, I also do yoga as a way of being able to sort of switch off. But certainly starting out, I would say, yeah, have some self-belief, focus on what it is that you love doing, because I think things are so much easier if you love doing it. Um, and start small. Don't don't sort of think oh, I need to do this, that and the other. And I need to be able to be in um, all these different shops or, you know, sell to this number of people and generate this number of orders. I think start small, focus um, on a few things that you think you can achieve and that are sustainable. Um, I think possibly that was my one of my um, errors in my at the start of my outsourcing that I I overordered almost and thought I can you know I need to offer all these different products in all these different colorways and actually I didn't need to do that I could have could have started small and then gradually grown things um, so yeah I think that they would be my words of advice that's really good advice as well I think because so many people I think see business as this big thing or that it has to be this big thing and that can be where that overwhelm just comes from in the first place you know and you don't it doesn't have to be fantastic within a week and you can you know go for that slow build slow steady I think that's really for me like the key to longevity in a business we don't want to be in something that's going to be you know it's like a firework burns bright and then it's gone in 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 two months you know you want it to be sustainable for you manageable for you to run and and impactful and I think that comes with taking it slow and steady and and building it and I think that also helps build your confidence in what you're doing because you haven't sprinted off and you're not really getting ahead of yourself so you build such a lot of knowledge as you're growing it that you're always ready for that next step when it comes absolutely yeah couldn't agree with that more (laughs) It's been lovely talking to you today, Rachel. I really appreciate you taking the time to join us on the podcast. I'll get Hannah to pop all your details so people can check out your wonderful things in the show notes for the podcast and also on our social media channels. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, it's been absolutely lovely. And again, um, a bit of a boost for my confidence. So thank you for having me. (laughs) Very welcome. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you loved today, we would really appreciate it if you could share this podcast. We're only a small non-profit and by rating and reviewing wherever you're listening, you help other people find this audio. Thanks so much for listening and we'll be back next week.